Strap one on, it's time to jam. how you were telling me how your favorite kind of movies are Hollywood movies about how Hollywood movies are the worst. Oh yeah. My absolute favorite genre. Well, here's one of those. We did the player, even though we knew we kind of didn't have to, (laughs) this is one of those being strict to the rules things because this was a Bruce Willis uncredited as Bruce Willis is the official entry in his filmography. And you could look at that and go, well, if he's uncredited, does it really matter? But it's a line item on his IMDb. And he gets a credit in the movie. So I don't think you can call him uncredited. He's in that like big, long brick of here are actors who played themselves essentially at the end. Yeah. The player is, as you would note in our chat, the Leo pointing at the TV meme, the movie. (laughs) Every single scene of this movie, just about, and usually for no real good reason, it's just, hey, Burt Reynolds is in this scene. Like, oh, okay. Now Susan Sarandon's here. Okay. I guess that makes sense. She's married to the star of the movie. Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, here's Malcolm McDowell for a few seconds. And here's Jeff Goldblum, who I don't even remember if Jeff Goldblum spoke. I think he said maybe one thing. Yeah, he said something i couldn't tell you what but he was like in conversation coming down a stairwell that's his that's his role and then he's gone yeah. uh sam hit us with the plot of the player uh, yep yep tim <laughs> robbins is a executive producer i think something along those lines at something like that he basically he's... is the guy who can decide if they're gonna make a movie like that he's the guy they go to pitch movies to and he yeah. decides what the studio makes and doesn't make. Yeah. Uh, so he does that. Uh, he obviously in that role rejects a lot of movies. So someone is irked about that and starts sending him threatening postcards, which cause is it causes him to go a little off the deep end because he's also under a lot of stress because they're bringing uh, Eyebrows Dad from OC on as another whatever his role is. So he's worried yeah. he's going to be pushed out of the theater. Well, he's not even worried. Everyone is literally saying you're, you're going probably to be, about yeah, to get you're fired. probably going to get fired. You know, you got to do better, whatever. Uh, so he kind of is under a lot of stress. He keeps getting these postcards and he goes through kind of his roster of rejected movies to figure out which writer is sending him these postcards. He thinks he figures it out. He like follows the guy, has a conversation with him and ends well, up. Let's, ad- let's address that the guy is younger, jacked head full of hair vincent d'onofrio oh yes i forgot about that that was yeah disturbing. it I took me like a wh- it. it took me until he spoke to go holy shit he is not the same person no vincent d'onofrio it's, disappeared it's into this role uh yeah so he kills him accidentally sh- well well can we call it an accident when he well, shoves his head into a body of water and holds it there for an extended period of time he falls in it originally, I think, and like hits his head, but it's like 
it's murder it's, yeah he okay he murders him a little bit <laughs> like just just a hint of murder a, it's a smidge of murder at the very least just a dash which is not an actual legal defense everybody <laughs> it was a smidge like that much murder and then the judge goes i would say it was more like this much murder <laughs> this is a gag for just both of us <laughs> no one can see what i'm doing and then the plot kind of goes your honor how much murder would you say it was like this much murder (laughs) anyway go on yeah the plot kind of goes from there the cops are you know kind of onto him but at the same time like they have no witnesses there's like not really any evidence he smashes the windows on the guy's car and like takes his wallet and stuff so it looks like a, a burglary and yeah the the plot goes from there, but it's a very thin plot for two hours and four minutes of movie. Yeah, so this one's hard to quantify because you even it asked me when it, we it were doesn't know it. what it's supposed to be, and I don't know what it's supposed to be, and so together we are confused. You were like, "What is this?" And I think I was, I think I said it's supposed to be a dark comedy, I guess, but it's one of those things where yeah, it's supposed to be a dark comedy, but. It's not necessarily funny because the jokes aren't landing. It's not funny because nobody's actually telling jokes. I think it's supposed to be like a satire maybe, but like it's it's not a very effective one. It's definitely a satire in that the kind of running theme of the movie is no one really gives a shit what you're doing as long as you're pumping out hits. So the fact that he murdered somebody, which Fred Ward from Tremors is very confident that I'm pretty sure it was you but we're gonna bury this because there's already enough bad PR around us as there is it's always less about I can't believe you murdered someone and more how could you do this we're gonna look so bad and I think that's the satire piece is look if you were at least giving us box office hits but between not giving us hits and killing someone Jesus Christ dude seems to be the prevalent attitude of the movie. And especially because you know, I, I guess we'll have to spoil the player. So spoilers for the player. Uh, there's two things you need to know about the ending. One, you see Tim Robbins's dick. <laughs> I don't know that that's a... Well, maybe not a spoiler, but a, a good to know. because that- Yeah. That caught me off. And I knew it was coming because I had read a review on Letterboxd that mentioned it. But I read that after was, the guy who was like, I was, I was watching still it in surprised. the library. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I saw that review <laughs> and, after. And suddenly just penis. Yeah. And it's one of those good, casual, wild things, Kevin Bacon-esque penis shots where Kevin Bacon's yeah. coming out of the shower and Tim Robbins is getting out of like a mud bath. It's a, it's a muddy dick. It's a muddy yeah. dick, which you just don't see often. Yeah. So, you know what? I'll always give any credit to any actor who's willing to just throw down Hanged like on. that. Yeah. So, good for you, Tim Robbins. Um, actually, I don't, that's the only thing you need to know about the ending. I don't even remember the <laughs> other thing I was going to say. Oh, I guess, I, I guess that it ties into my theory because at the end, he gives them a hit and no one gives a fuck anymore that he pretty much had Well, he gets a promotion. The, he yeah, gets a promotion. Like, he's worried he's getting pushed out and it's like, no, no one gives a shit. Like everyone knows that you've pretty well murdered this guy, and like the police just don't have enough to pin it on you. And 
but it doesn't matter now because now you're like the studio executive or whatever. Yeah. And then the other satire bit of it, which has been done since for sure. So maybe in 1992, which is when I think this came out, the concept was a little fresher is the idea of just selling out basically like starting with your punk rock vision that the guy the spice girls manager from spice world has this vision for his movie that he's pitching where he's like it's gonna we're gonna go back to just gritty dark independent like fucking real sad shit with no major actors and da 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 and so you know the movie hammers on that point a lot so you know okay well and they keep saying like no bruce willis we should get bruce willis we should get bruce willis so i was like Okay, so they're going to make that movie with Bruce Willis, right? Like they've said it enough times that they don't want Bruce Willis because that's not his vision. And then, of course, by the end of the movie, his like it's the most generic studio like Julia Roberts and Susan Sarandon and Bruce Willis and like the happiest, dumbest fucking ending. So there's that satire bit as well of compromise, how much you're willing to compromise your vision and how the one person who holds on to that integrity ends the movie without her job. Yeah. And so. that that scene gives us Bruce with his single line. Traffic, Traffic was, a, was bitch. a bitch. Which is a pretty good line. He, You know what? Let's just say it. The whole the movie that the guy's pitching, and I'm glad they acknowledge it because he basically sells it on the opening scene and the ending, which is like a defense attorney falls in love with the woman he's defending for her husband's murder and then she ends up getting the chair but they find out that when it's too late that oh shit the husband's it's the double jeopardy situation only she doesn't get the satisfaction of fucking drinking that motherfucker for real she gets put in the chair oh shit the husband's alive she didn't kill him at all we gotta go save her too late dead credits that's the vision but then in the end, it's like Bruce Willis, like Julia Roberts is in the chair and then Bruce Willis runs in with a shotgun, blows open the window, carries her out. And she's like, what took you so long? And he goes, traffic was a bitch. Credits. So that was a pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah. A good Bruce Willis poking fun. Because this is 1992 Willis. So that's definitely a little bit of him poking fun at himself. So. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that part. But as you pointed out, it's an over two hour long movie and I'm not going to ever like I enjoyed watching it and there's a lot, you know, it's at least interesting, but it tends to meander. I genuinely don't know how I feel about this movie. It's been like two weeks and I still have not decided. I think I gave it how I feel about it. I think I gave it a three, maybe even a three and a half. I feel like I have to give it a three because like I I like Tim Robbins is obviously very good. Yeah. Like it's full of amazing actors. And like it's one of those, you know, it's Robert Altman. So it's like lots of quick, it's all quick, snappy dialogue. And the opening is very impressive. It's like a one shot across the studio and Obviously, Tim Robbins has to because it keeps cutting to different buildings as he takes different pitch meetings. So it's funny to picture Tim Robbins like fucking running to the next part (laughs) he needs to be in to get the shot. So it's like a very well made and done movie. And I think it might be one of those ones where I respect it more than I enjoyed my time with it. Exactly. Like everyone's very good in it. It looks very good. It's like it's very well put together. But there's a lot of points in it where 
like the opening bit, you're like, okay, he's an asshole running the studio. We're kind of seeing how the studio works. And then this murder happens. So we're going to watch as the screws start to tighten as he's like, oh shit, am I going to get caught for this murder? But no, not really. Like it never really feels like there's real stakes. And I think that that's why with just how long it is and how much, like you said, it kind of meanders. There's never really any stakes. Like, okay, yes. Like there's Lyle Lovett who looks like a Muppet following him around. And like, you know, we kind of see him lurking in the shadows and like most scenes and like, you got Whoopi Goldberg, who's. Oh, you know, she the, was fun. The I detective. Forgot about Whoopi. Yeah. Like, those scenes were fun. The scene in the cop shop was just, weird yeah that's when it almost goes too far into comedy territory but i thought we were gonna get that it was like a dream or something but like no apparently this is actually happening and like everyone's laughing at him and like there's like a bunch of jokes about tampons that like have nothing to do with anything and like it's it's a very strange scene i was happy though Whoopi goldberg kind of gave came in and gave the thing a little shot in the arm yeah yeah she was she was good they're all good. But yeah. That's Lyle one of the... still looks like a Muppet, though. Yeah. And like, yeah, Lyle Lovett's lurking in the background. And then the big reveal is, I'm with the FBI. It's like, fucking course you're with the FBI. Like, what else could you have been doing? He's with the Palo Alto police or Pasadena police or oh, yeah, one of those yeah, LA suburb police. But the actual him being investigated bit isn't like they're, they're not really trying to make it tense or anything and like while that's happening he's still just mostly doing his job and taking pitches and for periods of the movie sometimes I'd forget like wait you murdered a guy and Mike get caught <laughs> any second why are you so just like well back to the nine to five and we haven't touched on the fact that he immediately starts dating the girlfriend of the dude he murdered oh yeah there's a who really does weird... not seem at all broken up about the fact that like her live-in boyfriend is dead yeah, he calls her up to talk to the husband or the boyfriend about you know, stop sending Paul me these postcards. Something. And has like the, the Tim Robbins is very whispery in this movie. And that whole conversation is the most like because he's right outside her window, too. <laughs> and at one point is at he's really ballsy because he's just she's barely back to the window and he's right fucking there like what is do you like painting i like painting too (laughs) apparently that works for her it's yeah so then there's that it's like i don't i don't think we're actually supposed to care about this relationship there's a really uncomfortable sex scene at one point so that's a thing we get to see but it's like really passionate but like also just like really focused on like their faces their, touching their faces and, like, and it's oh, very I don't, like I don't like it I don't they're like not it. even so much kissing as breathing into each other's mouths yeah I, oh, it's just so it feels like something you shouldn't be witnessing yeah so already you're like well this isn't very sexy and then mid coitus he reveals by the way i'm the one who killed your boyfriend <laughs> like, which must have been some... fine keep boning yeah the, the ultimate post nut clarity once he's finished to be like oh oh <laughs> yeah that's up there for one of the most like just uncomfortable yeah Un- like that is probably the most uncomfortable i've ever been during a sex scene where you don't see anyone's parts yeah they never go down below the neck i don't think so no. yeah 
It's just like, just kiss like normal people. What is this? <laughs> Are you trying to inhale her essence? What is going on? Poor Susan Sarandon. Oh, yeah. I wonder if he went to her and was like, I think I'm going to show my dick in this movie. And she was like, I've shown my boobs in movies. So maybe she encouraged it. She was like, you know, I've shown my boobs in movies. You should show your wang to make it even, to make put this marriage on equal grounds. <laughs> he was like, I guess that's fair. Yeah, she's very booby in The Hunger. I've never actually seen The Hunger, but I think it was Pretty before good. this movie, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, maybe that was it. Or maybe he was he, he was like, you know what? We got to restore the power dynamic in this relationship. Or maybe he was like, ah, there's a surprise for you in this one. <laughs> And then she was like, was that the surprise? My flaccid, muddy dick. What a treat. Good band name. <laughs> oh, what else is there to say about the player, Sam? Oh, I don't know. I feel like we've kind of covered it all. Yeah, it's. The person You're... who comes out the worst at the end of all of this is like his girlfriend at the beginning of the movie who ends up being you know the woman who loses her job at the end so like that's a really shitty career trajectory for her which sucks yeah like it's definitely not really a happy ending per se like you're not rooting for the tim robbins character like they they do a pretty good job like because he's very good in the role of playing what is largely a piece of shit but you never are like i don't like watching this guy but you're also not Like, if the movie ended with him getting caught and going to jail, you wouldn't go, aw. No. It's just, yeah, it's a bunch of, like, very morally gray characters. And I think that that was part of the issue for me is that, like, I wasn't super invested in the outcome for him. Because, like, he'll either get what he deserves or he won't. And, like, ultimately, it probably won't have much of an impact on the type of person this character is. And, like, there's not really, like a villain there's not really a hero like it's just it's a bunch of kind of morally gray characters doing morally gray things well i guess murder is pretty unambiguously bad yeah. but murder bad <laughs> i think is a safe enough stance we can take his arc is that he becomes more shitty <laughs> like really yeah he becomes more shitty and more successful basically yeah. like at the end when his girlfriend slash like I don't actually know what her title would be. She's the one he gives all the scripts to to read. And then she comes and kind of gives yeah. her opinion uh, at the end of the movie stands up to say what the, f- after they screened the version of the Bruce Willis movie with the ending, they changed because the audiences didn't like the sad ending, which happens a lot in real life. So she's the one person who stands up and goes, what happens? This what happened to integrity and what about the vision? And they're all like, fuck off. You're fired. Yeah, eyebrows dad she, fires her. Yeah, and then she goes to Tim Robbins and he's just like, oh, you'll be fine. You'll land on your feet. Bye. Which is kind of funny too, because like her shoes have broken on her way over. So like he's saying, literally, you'll land on your feet and like she doesn't even have shoes. Oh, see, I didn't even pick up on that. So you're right. This movie is fantastic. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm just not good at picking up on these kinds of movies because the one I kept thinking about when we were talking about tonally, what is this movie? There's a Woody Allen movie called Match Point. It's like kind of the. I think I might have seen that. Is that the one with the Jonathan Reese Myers? 
Yeah. And same kind of idea. I think like he accidentally, like in the spur of the moment, kills someone. And then you watch is like, oh, is he going to get caught? And we went to go see it because people were like, oh, my God, it's so funny. And we left and we were like, why would why were people saying that? And that still sticks with me as again, I don't I didn't even pick up on jokes. And I remember going online back when IMDb had message boards and people going, oh, my God, the scene with the shoes was hilarious and being like, what the fuck are you talking about how so i might just be bad at this <laughs> at these kind of like dark comedy satires i, think I, I, I guess watching them going i don't understand no one's falling <laughs> down what is jokes <laughs> i don't think i'm very good at them either because yeah i don't remember much of match point but i know i definitely didn't find it fun i genuinely did not realize that was meant to be a comedy i remember it being pretty like dramatic and like played fairly straight maybe they're wrong i don't know but they have to be i'm not revisiting match point to find out though no i'm good i'm good um just pulling up the box office but this one's kind of confusing because the date i saw it opened doesn't appear to be the case because it was already making money so i'm just trying to find where it officially shows up in the top 10 well, it shows up the first weekend of May in sixth place, but at that point it had already made $4 million. So I assume it was just way, way down. This is, man, again, I know it was the 90s, but this is a 90s ass top 10. Basic Instinct, White Man Can't Jump, the first Beethoven. I'm not sure what split second is. Folks, I remember that. It's a bad comedy. Uh, then the player and six, then Wayne's World, Sleepwalkers, White Sands, and the Babe. Let's keep going. I feel like the player is not going to make a ton of cash, though. No, it jumps up to fourth. Sorry, folks, you're now underneath the player. No new releases that week, apparently. Everything getting at a basic instincts way. Uh, is it already gone? No, fifth. Lethal Weapon three opens that week. Remains at the top. Oh, here's Encino Man, though, to fuck up everyone's shit. A much oh. better comedy, by the way. <laughs> much better. Uh, then Beauty and the Beast, which was out of the top 10, kicks its way back in, kicks open the castle doors and says, the fuck's going on in here? And goes back to seventh place against Far and Away and Alien 3 as our other new releases of that week. Then the following week, Sister Act. Whoopi with two movies in the top 10. That is the most 90s thing imaginable. That would never get to happen now. Encino Man has made more money than the player, at least. Good. So it's got that going for it. We'll see if that lasts. The player is down to ninth place. So kind of continuing the theme of, well, we just talked about it, Moonrise Kingdom. But for you guys, it's earlier. That theme of just hanging around the bottom of the top 10, making a consistent amount of money enough to hang around at least but it looks like the following week is just gone so patriot games shows up along with fried green tomatoes and fried green tomatoes said there's no room for the player so it's gone wrapping up I've with never about seen that movie 14 million dollars that's I was going to say that's more than it deserves, but I don't know that it is. That's probably about what it deserves. Yeah, that seems about right. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not upset I watched it. I could see watching it again in a few years and going, 
okay but i don't know I mean, that i, I want to i don't know that i want to spend another two hours with it no it'd be more in the background but um shit we have to pick a number yep i don't even know how many numbers we're up to anymore i think i need to add at least one more because i now have assassin and it is digital as well so i'm gonna add that in there why and then you I th- let me edit you there we go and then i think we're covered okay so how many movies are we up to 37 okay i feel like it, as we go on it's going to get harder and harder to pull a number that's not going to be a repeat but yep also i accidentally clicked on an ad and now i've lost my tiny decisions wheel. what was the what was the ad for what's your algorithm about to become Yuger mas juntos. It's it's a Spanish. Uh, you can't see anything because my camera shit. It's something for. It's an ad for a Spanish ad for Facebook games. Oh, oh, good luck with that then. <laughs> and it doesn't seem to have edited my range, so that's good. Okay. Oh, there we go. Sam, this is taking a really, very long it, time. It slows down so slow that I have to like wait a second to make sure it's actually done. 34. You, you knew we were going to do this and you weren't ready. Well, I'm, I'm keeping the suspense. I'm picking a number as we talk. I have terrific news, Samantha. Uh, we're doing Wrong Place, the follow-up to Out of Death. Oh, good. Which actually my brother uh, watched this movie. He was like, oh, I watched the Willis, one of the Willis movies, Wrong Place. Have you guys gotten to that one yet? No, I went, no. And he goes, well, then I won't say a thing. <laughs> um, I'm going to head to Amazon. Oh, it's by the guy who does all the music. Oh, okay. Wait, no, I typed out of death accidentally. Wrong Place, which apparently just came out on Blu-ray in Canada like two weeks ago. Which seems kind of crazy because I've had the version from the States for like a year. Yeah, April 11th. So a couple months ago, but still took a while to get across the border. Also, holy shit, if right now you want some good deals on Willis stuff and you live in Canada, you can get wrong places on sale for 14 bucks, but there's only one left in stock. So by the time this goes live, I'm sorry, but it's probably gone. <laughs> And no indication they're going to get more. There's no more to come. Uh, first kill, which we said is pretty solid. That's ten bucks. American Siege, uh, still too expensive. Paradise City, it's down to ten bucks. A Day to Die is five bucks, which is but well, it uh, it's worth five dollars for the end scene. Yeah, uh, which is just so delightfully dumb. All right, let's see what we got here. The Michael average... Soro is back. Which one's he? Uh, was it Ken in Fortress? Oh, Ken? like the guy the we like? guy, yeah. Oh, maybe. All right, here we go. Amazon, one star. Do not waste your money. Too late for that, Chris Baxter. Bad, very bad. Not his best. Okay movie, but very predictable. Half a star on Letterboxd. I guess it was me in the wrong place by sitting down and pressing play on this. Nope. <laughs> the French title is Mauvais Endroit, which it seems like a pretty direct translation. Still better than the Cook Me 10. 
not better than Urs Su Cocaine. Bear on Cocaine. The, I still like that the French title for Nope was Baino. There was another really good one I sent you recently, and now I don't remember what it was. Or it's like, wait, is this really this? And you went, yep. And now I don't remember what it was. So why did I even bring it up? Okay, IMDb. <laughs> the Look Who's Talking titles were dumb. I remember that. Oh, and I'm thinking, no, I sent you the Japanese titles for uh, Fast and Furious. Fast and I think Furious, that's what I'm yeah. thinking of. Wild Speed, Mega Max. <laughs> but just, damn it, they're operating on a whole other amazing level over there with those titles. All right, here we go. IMDb has an average of 3.5 with the user review being Bruce Willis? Question mark. <laughs> Saw Bruce Willis as the starring role and just knew I would like it. Uh, see, this is one of those ones where, oh, no, at this point, people knew the situation. So it's still weird to see reviews where, like, he must owe someone a lot of money. It's like, dude, come on. In in November of last year, we knew this. We knew the situation. Yes. I am writing this as I am watching the movie. Then your review is immediately disqualified, sir. I'm going to see if I can find a good IMDb review. Got a one star on Letterboxd. This movie has the budget of a kindergarten pizza party. Okay, that actually makes me more intrigued. Uh, Bruce Willis Another... worked hard considering his health condition. Five stars. One star. We only watch this because my mom loves Bruce Willis. It's rare you get a mom review. They're usually dad reviews. Mm-hmm. Okay, I cannot find anything above a five on IMDb. And I'm one... scrolling, and I think two and a half has been the highest. Oh, three and a half. One really wanted to spoil it, so I scrolled fast before I saw what he wanted to say. Yeah, a couple of fives, but that's it. Got, I've got a three and a half. It was kind of cool. Nothing too crazy, but had its moments. I do got a lot of questions, though, with like extra O's and T's on cool and a lot. A lot spelled one word. Okay, Rotten Tomatoes won't. Rotten Tomatoes Ooh, is officially not stars. responding. This one was an intense. This was one intense ride. Once again, I am reminded that the Bruce Willis is a very talented actor. Personally, I am. A f- oh, that goes into the themes. Ooh, bad yep. Southern accents. I'm excited for that. Oh yeah, we haven't actually guessed the plot. <laughs> I mean, it's. Kidnapping. I think it sounds like a pretty safe bet that this is going to be another oops, I witnessed a murder because, <laughs> you know, they were in the wrong place. Yeah, it's going to be an accidental murder witness and a kidnapping. Yeah, And Bruce is going to be some form of law enforcement or former law enforcement. Yep. I feel like that's okay. our guess for like 95% of these, but we're right. Well, like like we're, we're working the, the odds because, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, not six reviews, all bad. And I don't really want to read them, just in case. For the record, the IMDb average is 1.4. Cool. That's one of our lowest yet. Uh, I actually was shocked because I was talking about my lowest, uh, lowest ranked movies with someone on Discord. And I was shocked that there are like seven movies with a lower score than Airstrike. What were do you have them available? I, I'm gonna I'm I'm pulling them up now. Uh so the lowest scored movie that I have watched was Cosmic Sin, which 
unfair, but which, okay. Which is weird because it's not the lowest in our ranking. No, it's close to the bottom, but it's not that close. Uh, second is Veronica. which which is weird because that's a five-star movie so that's (laughs) an interesting choice you made it has a 1.2 average on letterboxd uh after that we get back to the bruce uh hard kill apex breach out of death a day to die airstrike mortal Kombat: annihilation fortress sniper's eye fortress reprisal trauma center deadlock (laughs) vice midnight in the switchgrass and then we get to our first actual like old bruce movie would you like to guess what it is blind date no north oh okay and then we get to the pest which by the way is a movie that i gave zero stars and also called one of the worst maybe the worst movie you've ever seen so it has a two star average on a lot of people have affinity for that movie why i couldn't tell you but they do shit jokes and casual racism it's a terrible movie uh yeah and then after that we get into like well like two star movies the next one's polaroid which is very bad mm. and then we get back to a whole bunch of bruce so yeah, the hell yeah. Is this? i don't know the end of this podcast episode yeah because the movie i clicked on has nothing to do with anything it's a christmas movie with chad michael murray it was very bad though yeah we haven't we still do have more chad michael murray to come on the bruce willis train so don't worry about that uh, next up will be Wrong Place. Thank you, Sam, as always, for joining me on this cinematic adventure. Keep enjoying those Willises, and we will see you all at the movies. That's Siskel and Ebert's line. Yeah, but they're both dead. You're gonna what get sued. Do? What can they do? Their states are their states are coming for you right now. Okay, fine. They're not I'll even gonna see, wait for it to go I'll out. See you at the cinema. Perfect. But most of these you have to watch at home. So I'll see you at your own house.